two members of Congress, one from each party, have introduced legislation to end the use of reverse auctions when buying federal and federally funded construction projects. The introducer is North Carolina Republican Mark Meadows. The first co-sponsor is California Democrat Ro Khanna, who joins me now. Representative Khanna, good to have you on. Good to be back on. So what is the matter with reverse auctions in federal construction? Well, reverse auctions create a situation where people are bidding for the lowest possible cost, but there's no consideration of quality, there's no consideration of planning, and often what happens is even though someone may bid at the lowest cost and be selected, the costs end up being far more to the federal government because they realize that there were things that were unanticipated, and in some cases, actually, the auction needs to start all over again. So we've seen from empirical data that this just has not worked. Could the problem be that the specifications aren't set carefully enough and therefore when the reverse auction bids come in, certain aspects of a building haven't been taken into account? Well, I'm sure we could have greater specifications, but the reality on construction projects is that you can never anticipate everything that will come down the line. I mean, just taking it from a very simple case, if you were going to build a house and you were going to select a builder, you would entertain bids, but you wouldn't simply give the business to the lowest bidder. You would also look at quality. You'd look at the person's reputation. You would look at whether they had the right creative approach, whether they had a judgment that you could trust. And so what we're saying is the federal government shouldn't operate differently. These have to be holistic decisions that will lead to a quality project and then aren't going to see cost overruns down the line. And what would the bill specifically state? What does it actually impose on the government? Well, it would prohibit federal agencies from using a reverse auction in which sellers that give the lowest price automatically get the bid. And it would say instead that price has to be one important consideration, but that the federal government needs to look at the totality of circumstances in the procurement process in making decisions on who to employ. So this would basically then go to sealed bids, the standard way of soliciting contracts? Correct. And it would require the bid to have information about not just the cost, but also a plan, the personnel, the technology, the timeline. And we believe from having spoken to many people in the federal agencies and economists that this would not only save the federal government money in the long run, but also would lead to better quality projects. Now, several agencies have construction authority, I guess, principally the General Services Administration, but VA has its own by statute. And then you've got the Army Corps of Engineers. Would this apply across the board to all of the authorities that can build? It would. It would apply to any federally funded construction project. Basically, anything that's using taxpayer dollars would be covered under this bill. So this could be projects taken, say, with federal grants at the state and local level, which I guess occurs sometimes. Yes. Now, my understanding is that the reverse auction is not used widely in those cases. But basically what it's saying is any federal project requires the totality of considerations and shouldn't just go to the lowest bidder. We're speaking with Representative Ro Khanna of California's 17th Congressional District. And what brought this to Congress's mind in the first place, you and uh, Mark Meadows? Well, we heard a testimony about how the reverse auction affects the quality of the product, how it affects delivery terms, how a lot of times the construction can be subpar, and the promised savings often don't materialize. And I give uh, Congressman Meadows credit. I mean, we come from different ideological perspectives, but he is a great advocate for 
efficiency in government and for having the proper stewardship of taxpayer dollars. So this was actually his idea based on what he had heard, and he brought it up with me, and I thought it was a common-sense solution that uh, people should get behind. And what did the agencies say when you asked them, first of all, why they do this in the first place and what some of the results had been? These obviously want to minimize cost, and that's a worthwhile intention, and that's why they have a reverse auction. They say, well, we can't get blamed if we're going to just pick the cheapest provider, and it takes the judgment out of their hands, and so less likelihood to get blamed. But when you dig deeper, you realize that many of the people who are involved in a day-to-day basis will talk about cost overruns, how in the long run this ends up costing more, and how the quality suffers. And so this is a reform that many of the agencies have welcomed. Because I've spoken to one federal construction official who actually said that the government is often willing to pay a premium, either when leasing space long-term or in construction, because of the longevity of the government's intended occupancy, and that sometimes a higher price up front might reduce maintenance and replacement costs down the line, so that they actually make out better if there's more up front. Is that kind of your feeling also? Yes. I mean, we've heard that, that if you make the investment initially and you get something that is a better product or better suited to the government's needs, you're going to save money down the line. But of course, decision makers are not often incentivized to look down the line two to three years. And so they see the initial bid and they say, okay, how can anyone blame us for going with the lowest price? And this takes that incentive for short-termism away and says that we need to empower decision makers and federal agencies to consider the long-term. And that may mean not always going with what seems like the the, the lowest initial bid. I mean, to quote Shakespeare, all that glitters is not gold. I mean, sometimes the lowest bid may not be the best one. Well, I said sealed bids, but really it's a best value situation. Often the government will choose what it considers best value. Again, on that theme of maybe more money up front than you might have anticipated, but total life cycle costs being lower in the long run. Exactly. And what we've seen is that the total life cycle costs of the lowest bid in a reverse auction end up often being higher than some of the bids that initially would have cost more. And we've heard this from quite a few people in these construction projects, and that's what motivated Representative Meadows to propose this and why I joined him to make it bipartisan. Any particular examples stick in your mind as uh, where reverse auctions did not serve the public well? You know, I don't want to, uh, to comment on, on the details of particular cases, but I think overall from talking to individuals, we feel confident that the agencies themselves would welcome these reforms. And the status of the bill now simply introduced, and what's your prospects for getting some more sponsors and getting this to the floor anytime soon? I'm hopeful we will. We're both on the oversight committee together. When you have a member of both parties co-introducing something, it tends to move through committee. And Carolyn Maloney is the chair of that committee and is very fair and open to uh, bipartisan legislation in particular. And Mark Meadows is someone who I've worked with in the past. He's committed to doing things across the aisle when he can. So I anticipate it will move out of committee. And then if it moves out of committee, then it it becomes a high priority to get to the floor. Uh, The floor, of course, is determined by Steny Hoyer, but he weighs consideration for what uh, McCarthy, who is the leader of the Republicans, wants as well. And when anytime you have something that's bipartisan, it increases the odds that it will move. Ro Khanna represents California's 17th Congressional District. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. And thank you for the interest in, in this topic. Uh, I'm hopeful that this is one area 
uh, where we we can show that uh, Congress is working to safeguard uh, the taxpayers and to make sure that American projects, American government projects are of uh, the utmost quality. We'll post this interview along with more about that bill at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Pop quiz. What can you buy for $3.99? Not a latte, but for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free. While other streaming services jack up their prices, Live One's membership is only $3.99 per month, and you can lock in that price for a full year. Join now to get the best deal in music with zero ads, unlimited skips, and maximum audio quality. Get the music you love at a price that fits into your budget with Live One Plus. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.